Greetings in Jesus name. Welcome back to Heart to Heart. What a joy it is for us to gather like this one more time to celebrate the name of Jesus, to celebrate the presence of Jesus, to celebrate the goodness, the love and the mercy of Jesus. Here on Wednesday nights we've been taking time to study the word. We enjoy the voice of god we enjoy the heart of god that is revealed through scriptures we know the value of studying scriptures is that when we understand and walk and practice the word of god we are able to live in sync with the holy spirit you should know that the voice of the holy spirit is the scripture and when we are constantly used to scripture the voice of the holy spirit will become easily understandable and we will be able to live in tune with the spirit and tonight i just want to welcome each and every one of you here if you're here for the very first time we'd love to get to know you please leave your name and where you're coming from in the comments and we'd love to welcome you and it is my joy my privilege in fact to be here on behalf of my father and uh, taking this bible study week after week i know for a fact that i have learned and grown so much over these last few weeks of studying the scriptures along with you i'm not just here trying to tell you to do some things that i am completely uh, perfect at doing no i'm journeying along with you because we know that the lord is about to do something mighty when our identity is fixed when the revelation of who we are in christ when that gets sorted i'm telling you we are going places we are going to next level we are going to the next dimension of experiencing and witnessing and it's assigning the dominion that the lord has promised for us over this next one year and it requires diligent hands diligent hearts diligent students i thank god that that's who you are that's who we are here we are so blessed to have a example a godly example of a diligent student in our father i was thrilled to get a little sneak peek into the bible study on John chapter 15 that our father is doing himself how the lord is speaking to him how he is engaging with the scripture and how he is eating each word up i'm sure that all of you that read that post on telegram you would have spent at least a few minutes or a few hours to just go through each and every word that dad had highlighted or marked or you know just put a question mark around and i believe that the lord is going to cause each and every one of us to be radical lovers of his presence radical lovers of his voice my firm belief and my hope and my prayer is that the more we spend time with god the more we grow in the word of god the more we will now begin to represent him in the world around us and that we will be constantly looking for opportunities to witness about Jesus to tell others of who our savior is and we will be able to represent his love his healing hands and his grace to the people that God has put in our care 
some of us will live in a neighborhood where people need jesus some of us we work in an office or in an environment where we look at their lives and we know that they need jesus some of us we may be attending a church or be part of a fellowship or a service and we look around and we see the need of jesus in that fellowship in that church or in that service my hope and my prayer is that this god that you carry will now begin to flow through you we had such an amazing teaching on greatness this last week may the greatness that you carry never be hidden may it be shown in the world around you may your humility speak for you may your altars speak for you may the way that you realign your life to serve god first may that speak for you tonight if you would continue to journey with me we are going back into the book of ephesians and we'll continue from where we left off last week we're going to read from ephesians chapter 2 and verse 11 to 13 apostle paul is speaking to the church and he writes to them don't forget that you gentiles used to be outsiders you were called uncircumcised heathens by the jews who were proud of their circumcision even though it affected only their bodies and not their hearts in those days you were living apart from christ you were in fact excluded from the citizenship among the people of israel and you did not know the covenant promises that god had made to them you lived in this world without god and without hope but now you have been united with Christ Jesus once you were far away from god but now you have been brought near to him through the blood of christ and everybody said an amen the one reason why we are enjoying our study of the book of ephesians is because we want to grow in our identity we don't want to be stuck with our past we don't want to be stuck with our lack of understanding we don't want to be stuck because we have never seen scripture in its full light in the past few weeks we have been taking time to understand the process of our salvation how god saved us what he saved us out of what was the things that we had to avoid in the journey and what are the things we should not boast about who deserves the credit and how is it that god is fully in control of our salvation from the beginning till the end and how we need to continue to allow the lord to work in our lives to give him the permission and the allowance to continue to manifest divine grace in our lives giving us instructions and faith that is the substance that is built in our spirit when we hear the word of god my dear friends wherever you are if you are struggling in your confidence in your relationship with god the book of ephesians is for you you need to read and reread and continue to read it until it begins to transform you from the inside out once you understand your identity 
then manifesting that dominion becomes easy and exposure to this divine truth will leave you changed and transformed there is no doubt about it and so with that in mind with that perspective let us go into the word and let us meditate on these three scriptures you should know that paul is talking to a church that is made of both gentiles and jews so when he is talking to the jews he is trying to get them detached from their old religious ways of pursuing god and when he is talking to the gentiles he is teaching them the ways of god that is by faith how you can please god and how you can experience this grace and this revelation of god this was a very complicated assignment that apostle paul had he was known as the apostle to the gentiles and yet everywhere that he planted a church he would first go to a synagogue he would first evangelize the jews he would first try to get them to understand that jesus is the messiah and through them he would try and plant a church in their home or in their community and he would welcome the gentiles in ashwell and in my opinion it is way more easier to proselytize an unbeliever someone who has no understanding or past experience with god than to get someone who has his religious routine ways of pursuing god who is completely based on the law and the book and the rules and the regulations and then trying to convince him that there is more to god than what is right there written and to add to it many of us christians who have been in the church for a long time we act or we react like the jews in the old testament in the first century church some of us we've put god in a box of religious doctrines and theologies and we think that this is it we know everything about god we cannot see anything else that the lord is doing today my prayer is that my heart will remain open my spirit will remain sensitive all of us that are engaging in this study that we would be willing to allow the lord to expand our horizon and that we would go beyond just traditional understanding of who god is so that we can climb into greater heights we can have greater dimensions of understanding and insight let's read what paul says in verse 11 says don't forget that you gentiles you used to be outsiders you were not included in the plan of god you were once upon a time aliens you were once upon a time strangers you were not welcome paul is reminding us of who we were before our salvation how our state was before we experienced christ the reason it is important for us to understand that is to clearly have a distinction or a difference away from that because some of us still live like gentiles some of us still live like outsiders we think the nation of israel is special or the jews are special and we are still the outsiders no we are not that was our former state he goes on to say you were called uncircumcised heathens who called you this 
the Jews, they called you the uncircumcised heathens. See, for the Jews, their pride was in their circumcision. It says in the next line, they were proud of their circumcision. That's why Apostle Paul, when he would write about things that he can boast about, his qualification, he mentions he was circumcised on the eighth day. And that is why he says, I was a Hebrew of the Hebrews, you know. Uh, this was something that every Jew would so dearly cling on to. And that is why in the first century church, when people would come to Jesus, one of the biggest arguments in the church was to make sure all the people that gets added into the church, they will also have to be circumcised. And so the apostles and the pastors and the teachers, all these uh, theologians of the first century church, they had to sit together and reason and receive a word from God for this. And they made a declaration that the Gentiles, they don't have to be circumcised. That when they receive Jesus, just a change of their heart is more than enough. They do not need to be physically circumcised. And now Paul, in Ephesians chapter 2, he is addressing these believers who were saved but didn't get circumcised physically because of the new mandate of the church, explaining to them that once upon a time, they had a nickname, which was uncircumcised heathens, uncircumcised Gentiles, uncircumcised pagans. This was the nickname that they had by the Jews, because the Jews, they were extremely proud of their heritage. And yet, this heritage that they were proud of, it only affected their bodies, but not their hearts. The Bible says that this circumcision, it was done in the body by human hands, in the flesh. It did not affect your soul. It did not affect your spirit. And Paul says, hey, now you and I, we have a circumcision that is greater than the circumcision that the Jews had. Because the Jews, they only had a circumcision of the flesh. They only had something in the physical. But now you and I, we have had a circumcision that is of the heart, that is much more deeper, that is caused a greater pain and a greater transformation than the circumcision in the flesh that the Jews have undergone. Let's read this explanation in another letter of Apostle Paul, the letter to the church at Rome. This is Romans chapter 2 and verse 28 and verse 29. It is important for us to understand this so that we can grow in this revelation of our true identity, our true circumcision. Romans chapter 2, verse 28 and 29. Please remember the context. In Ephesians chapter 2, he says, the Jews used to call you uncircumcised heathens. Okay? Now we are responding to that accusation against us. In Romans chapter 2, verse 28 and 29. He says, for you are not a true Jew just because you were born of Jewish parents or because you have gone through the ceremony of circumcision. Paul is telling the people at the church at Rome and says, see, some people, they cling to that heritage that 
we are from Jewish parents or the fact that we have undergone circumcision. Like some of us Christians, we, we hold on to the heritage that we've been pastors for three generations or that we've done so many things from our childhood to serve God. And Apostle Paul says, hey, a person who is a true Jew, it is not a matter of what parents you had or what kind of circumcision you had. Verse 29, he says, No, a true Jew is one whose heart is right with God. And a true circumcision, it's not merely obeying the letter of the law. Rather, it is the change of heart that is produced by the Spirit. And a person with a changed heart seeks praise from God, not from people. Apostle Paul is very clear about what true Jew and what true circumcision is in the New Testament so that we don't have to be afraid of the accusation that the Jews will throw at us saying we are the uncircumcised heathens. It's also necessary for us to understand that the person that is teaching us this is Apostle Paul and he himself is a Jew. He is a Hebrew. He is circumcised on the eighth day. So he's not teaching us these things because he himself is a Gentile and he would like acceptance into the kingdom of God. He is already been a Jew in the natural, in the physical, and he is seen the uselessness of it. In fact, in Philippians chapter 3, he says, I'm going to count all of this as garbage. This is rubbish. This is useless. The physical circumcision was of absolutely no effect in my life. And that is why he goes on to explain to us that a true Jew is the one whose heart is right with God or who has been justified or who has been saved or who has been born again. That is the identity of a true Jew. You and I we are no longer strangers to the call or the promises of God. No, you and I, we are Jews. We are descendants of Abraham. You and I, because of our hearts being transformed, because of our lives being changed, because of the work that Jesus did in our lives, in our hearts, in our changing transformation from the past life of disobedience to this new life of the Spirit, now you and I, we are the true Jews. And then he goes on to say that the true circumcision, it is not about obeying the physical laws, but it is about a change of heart that is produced by the Spirit. It is a spiritual regeneration. It is a spiritual surgery that happens on your heart, which cannot be done by a professor or a a theologian or a Bible teacher or a doctor. No, this is done by the Holy Spirit Himself. And when we allow our hearts to be operated on by the Holy Spirit, you and I, we are circumcised. Paul is saying, this circumcision is of greater value. This circumcision is of eternal importance. This circumcision is what holds ground in the eyes of God, not the previous circumcision. The previous circumcision was a picture or a symbol 
or a shadow of what was to come it's like the uh, lambs or the uh, rams that were slaughtered in the old testament they were a symbol of the ultimate sacrifice the sacrifice of jesus on the cross i'm not saying that those sacrifices didn't mean anything i'm not saying that there was not worship i'm not saying that it was not important back in the day but i'm saying that once we understand the reality of it the complete picture then it will be foolish for us to go back to the foreshadow it will be foolish for us to go back to the symbol it will be foolish for us to sit and enjoy the picture it's like you're on a date with your wife and instead of having a conversation with your wife you would rather enjoy a picture of hers on your phone that you have from like decades back but here you have your wife right in front of you why wouldn't you engage in a real personal conversation with her why would you ignore the person and go back to a picture and that is what apostle paul is trying to explain in saying that a true circumcision is a change of heart that is produced by the spirit and that is what all the old testament laws and all the uh, purification and everything pointed to the work of the spirit in the new testament my dear brothers and sisters we are so privileged to be living in the age of the spirit and not just in the letter of the law like all the old testament believers were we are living in the age of the spirit where we actually engage with the reality with the real thing and not just with a shadow or a symbol Paul is explaining to us that this circumcision that Jews had it only affected their bodies it did not affect their hearts let me ask you a question today when you come to church when you have a relationship with god is it only an external change or is it truly an internal change have you allowed the lord to change you on the inside or are you limiting the change to how you dress how you talk how you behave on the outside there was this uh, new testament believer who used to live in the old testament days his name was king david that's why god called him a man after his own heart we have a glimpse of his revelation in psalm 51 verse 16 and 17 he writes you do not desire a sacrifice or i would offer one You do not want a burnt offering but the sacrifice that you desire is a broken spirit you are not going to reject a broken and a repentant heart I hope you understood why I called David a New Testament Christian he understood that God is looking for his heart God is looking for a broken spirit a contrite and a broken heart If you study the lifestyle of David you would know that he did not devalue physical offerings or sacrifices he didn't devalue outward expressions of his love for God and yet he understood that all of his external giving and love and sacrifices to God will mean nothing if his heart is not sold out to God if his heart is not broken before god if his spirit is not at the feet of jesus 
he understood that this is more important than everything else on the outside. And that's why Apostle Paul says, these Jews who call you uncircumcised heathens, these Jews who are so proud about their circumcision, they are circumcised only in the flesh, only on the outside, not on the inside. Tonight, I'm speaking to the New Testament church and I'm asking some of us who've been in the church for long enough to know how to worship, how to sing, how to give an offering, how to not mesh with any important traditions in the church. Let me ask you this. Is your love for God, your expression of your giving to God, your sacrifice to God, your service to God, is it only on the outside or does it affect your heart every single time? Does it break your heart? Does it cause your heart to be at its feet, at its mercy? Each time you sing out, each time you pray, each time you read the word, is tears a part and parcel of your daily walk with God? The Lord is desiring for our broken and contrite hearts more than everything else that we can give on the outside. See, the outside giving has to be an overflow of the inside giving. The outside worship has to be an expression or an overflow of the inside love and sacrifice and worship unto God. Whatever we do on the outside to serve the people, to serve church, to serve the body of Christ has to be an overflow of who we are on the inside, how we love and serve the Lord on the inside. Because the Bible says a true Jew is the one who has had a change of heart, who has a heart that is right with God. A true Jew is the one who is circumcised in his heart by the Holy Spirit, who has had the Holy Spirit purge their heart and make them new on the inside. Let's take a minute to just thank the Lord for His wonderful work on the inside. Let's thank the Lord for His precious Holy Spirit who is constantly transforming us on the inside. There are so many things that we couldn't have overcome on our own. There are areas of our life that we do not have an insight about, but we thank the Holy Spirit who is perpetually working on our hearts, constantly transforming us on the inside making sure that we are the true circumcision. We are the ones that are truly circumcised. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, our loving Father. We thank you today. Let's move on to the next verse. This is Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 12. Apostle Paul, he is continuing to point back to the time that we did not have Jesus says in verse 12, in those days, you were living apart from Christ. You were excluded from citizenship among the people of Israel. And you did not know the covenant promises that God had made to them. You lived in this world without God and without hope. This is Apostle Paul explaining to us what we did not have once upon a time in order to emphasize what we do have right now. 
we will always find christians who are ignorant of their true authority who are ignorant of their true inheritance who are ignorant of their true identity and they have accepted a life of compromise and to them the lord is speaking right now and he says do you know that back in the days before jesus those were the days when you were excluded from the citizenship among the people of israel and because of which you did not have or you did not know or you did not receive the covenant promises that god had made to them but now that you have a relationship with god because of what jesus has done now that you are also a true jew now that you are also of a true circumcision because of the change in your heart produced by the holy spirit now you are not excluded from the citizenship among the people of israel some of us we would immediately spiritualize this to mean that we are now citizens of heaven no i am not talking about heaven i am talking about dominion here on the earth all the promises that god gave to abraham and sarah all the promises that was upon jacob upon israel do you know that now that promises is available for us because we are the citizens of israel that we are the citizens of the commonwealth of israel the other translations would say and because of which the covenant of promise that is available to the nation of israel is also available for us this was predicted by isaiah the prophet in isaiah chapter 14 and verse 1 he says but the lord will have mercy on the descendants of jacob he will choose israel as his special people once again and then he will bring them back to settle once again in their own land and people from many different nations will come and join them there and unite with the people of israel this is not talking about something we will experience in heaven we're talking about the earth the dominion we will have here on the earth how we will join with the commonwealth of israel and as a result all the wealth and the real estate and the physical blessings that is upon the nation of israel will also be received by the foreigners by the ones of different nationalities because of their relationship with god through jesus christ because now they also become the true jews they also become the true circumcision the ones who are truly circumcised in the old testament in exodus chapter 19 and verse 6 we see the calling of this nation of israel and god is speaking to them when they are in the wilderness and he tells them you will be to me a kingdom of priests you will be my holy nation up until this point they were only slaves in the land of egypt they had no understanding of what it means to be a kingdom they had no understanding of what it means to be a priesthood and that is the group of people that god is speaking to and he says you will be a kingdom of priests in the new testament you and i we are the kings and the priests 
we understand that our lineage our calling to be a king and a priest it goes all the way back to the calling upon the nation of Israel please note it was not god's original plan to only have the levites serve as the priests of the nation and only have judah to be the royal line of the nation god wanted the entire nation to become a kingdom of priests the reason being that they are now going to have dominion over the entire world dominion over the entire earth now they were supposed to be priests on behalf of god and bring people to god and take god's presence to people and this was not limited to one tribe or one particular clan it was supposed to be for the entire nation of israel it is because they sinned and they rebelled and disbelieved the plans and the promises of god over their life that now god had to select only the tribe of levi and the family of aaron to serve as the priests of the nation that's why apostle peter in the new testament would write to us and reaffirm this covenant promise that was given to the old testament or the old covenant believers and tell us in 1 peter chapter 2:9 that now you are a chosen generation you are a royal priesthood you are a holy nation you are set apart so that you can show forth the praises of the one who called you out of the darkness into his marvelous light now you and i we are enjoying covenant promises in the new testament church god told abraham because of you all the families of the earth will be blessed guess what that promises for us god told the nation of israel you will not be the tail but you will be the head guess what that promise also belongs to us god told david i'm going to build a house for you i'm going to make a lineage of kings through you guess what that promise now belongs to us everything that is exclusively for the nation of israel is now our promise is now our blessing it is something that we can inherit let me read ephesians chapter 2 and verse 12 one more time in those days you were living apart from christ because of which you were excluded from the citizenship among the people of israel or the commonwealth of israel and you did not know the covenant promises that god had made to them you lived in this world without god and without hope so the vice versa is true now you and i we live in this world with god and with hope we are not supposed to just leave this world and go to heaven no we are now going to have dominion in this world we are now going to have victory over sin over persecution over suffering over death over everything that tries to slow us down everything that tries to devalue us we are now going to have victory over all of them because of god and because we have now been given a hope apostle paul he is pointing us to these five things that we did not have before we met the lord 
the first thing is that we did not have jesus second is we did not have a citizenship in israel third we did not know the covenant promises of god the fourth is that we did not live in this world with god fifth is that we did not live in this world with hope so all of these five things have been reversed which means now we are not living apart from christ we are living in and through christ and because we are living in him we will bear fruit john chapter 15 and verse 5 abide in me and let my words abide in you and then you will have fruit then you will produce results then you will reach your full potential as a child of god we cannot experience any victory without the presence of jesus in our lives the second thing that we were missing is citizenship among the people of israel and we couldn't have done anything to get that no amount of money that we pay or no amount of religious sacrifices or external circumcision that we do can ever give us the citizenship of israel but that is where jesus caused us to be born again into a new family into a new community and now we are no longer alienated from the commonwealth of israel along with that came an exposure to the promises the covenants the blessings that is available for the nation of israel now because we are aware of these promises we can claim them we can believe god for these blessings to manifest in our lives and now we live in this world with the presence of god and with the presence of hope we are the most blessed of all people because our identity has been transformed our identity has been renewed when we are giving an account to god for all the things that we have done or achieved here on the earth we can never give an excuse of a lack because we've been given everything we need to exercise dominion here on the earth as christians we need to look at the world around us and identify the problems identify the issues identify the lack and look within ourselves to find a solution to find an answer since jesus lives within us his presence is creating solutions within us so that we can be a blessing to the world around us look at poverty look at war look at false information look at every political changes that is going on around the world and we have to rise up as warriors that pray as prophets that speak as businessmen and businesswomen that are going to change how economy will function in the world around you we have to look within ourselves to find the answers and the solutions because we are not without god or we are not without hope anymore a child of god cannot look at any situation and find hopelessness i can understand if somebody who doesn't have a revelation of jesus somebody who is not a, a citizen of israel someone who doesn't have the promises of the covenant someone who doesn't have a relationship with god says that this is a hopeless situation but a child of god 
can never look at a situation and say this is a hopeless situation because we live in this world with God and with hope we are hope carriers wherever we go we have solutions we have answers we have a better outcome now may this hope that you carry may it be contagious may the people around you catch that hope may the people around you receive because of the hope that you have in Jesus name let's read verse 13 Ephesians chapter 2 verse 13 Paul says but now you have been united with Christ Jesus once you were far away from God but now you've been brought near to him through the blood of Christ now we have nearness with God because of the blood of Jesus we have nearness with his presence because of the blood of Jesus not because of our own righteousness but because of the blood of Jesus we have been brought near to God we can continue to talk about the value the price of the blood of Jesus for all of eternity apostle peter would say it like this in 1 peter chapter 1 and verse 18 for you know that god paid a ransom to save you from the empty life that you inherited from your ancestors and it was not paid with mere gold or silver because gold and silver will eventually lose their value but it was the precious blood of christ the sinless spotless lamb of god that was the price that was paid as a ransom to redeem us as a ransom to bring us near to god once upon a time we were far from god the bible says in ephesians chapter 2 and yet because of the precious the sinless the spotless the the perfect the blemishless blood of jesus now we have been brought near to god if we can learn to value the blood of jesus if we can learn to honor what jesus had to pay so that we can have this relationship with god we will not take sin so lightly we will not take temptations for granted we are not going to take our purity our holiness as something that we can trade with we are going to become very serious with the way that we conduct ourselves on a day to day basis the songwriter would go on to say i would never know how much it cost to see my sin upon that cross when we picture the cross we only see the physical the tangible suffering that Jesus had to undergo so that he can pay the ransom of our nearness to God and yet the price that he paid was much much greater than that the price that Jesus had to pay was distance from his father Jesus had to be separated from the father so that we who are actually away from him far from him can now experience nearness to the father it is all of these sacrifices which is represented by the blood of jesus see in the old testament when we talk about the blood of a being 
the condition was that you cannot touch the blood you cannot drink the blood it is because the life of a person is in the blood and so when jesus when he poured out his blood what he was doing is he was pouring out his life as a sacrifice he was pouring out everything that he is as a sacrifice for us to be able to experience nearness to the father sometimes we think the blood of jesus is only about our sins being cleansed yes the blood of jesus is powerful enough to wash us white as snow and yet it is way more powerful than that the bible says it is the blood of jesus that has ransomed us which means redeemed us restored us back to our original image in christ it is the blood of jesus that protects us against sin against the effect of sin against the consequences of sin against death just like in the old testament they would apply the blood on their doorpost in the new testament we have salvation because of the blood of jesus that we are free from sicknesses because of the blood of jesus we are free from bondages because of the blood of jesus furthermore the bible says in hebrews chapter 13 that this eternal covenant that god has made with the new testament church it is ratified it is sealed it is made permanent by the blood of jesus so we have to learn to acknowledge the power in the blood of jesus i am not talking to ordinary believers here i'm talking to the citizens of the commonwealth of israel i'm talking to those that are serious about their relationship with god those that are aware of the covenant promises those that are intentional on pursuing dominion and the lord is saying we are here because of the blood of jesus we have made it thus far because of the blood of jesus and it is through the blood of jesus that we will reach all the way till the end as long as we can keep our eyes fixed on what jesus has done as long as our focus remains on his sacrifice not on ours on the saving redeeming work of jesus towards us as long as that remains to be the focus of our walk as long as that remains the focus of our relationship with god we will never be tempted to become spiritually proud we will never fall back into a life of self indulgence we will learn to come back to jesus and just rely on him ask him for grace ask him for help for each day for the rest of our lives each season for the rest of our lives we will depend on the blood we will depend on what jesus has already done what he has already spoken what he has already accomplished for us on the cross it is amazing how apostle paul ties it all together by saying now you have been united with christ jesus i'm reading ephesians chapter 2 and verse 13 you have been united with christ jesus once 
you were far away from god but now you've been brought near to him through the blood of christ once upon a time you were not united with him today you are united with him you are in christ please remember that the work that the blood of jesus has done is so powerful that now there is no distinction between you and jesus when people see you they are experiencing jesus through your life when you engage in a business it is jesus engaging in a business when you enter into a relationship it is jesus entering into a relationship that is why you have to protect your purity with everything apostle paul would give us a little more detail on this topic in 1st corinthians chapter 6 verse 15 onwards saying don't you realize that your bodies they are now actually parts of christ should a man take his body which is in fact originally a part of christ and join it to a prostitute never because don't you realize that if a man joins to a prostitute he becomes one body with her for the scriptures say that the two they are united into one verse 17 he says but the person who is joined to the lord is one spirit with him that is why you need to run from sexual sin no other sin so clearly affects the body of the one that does it for sexual immorality is against your own body then he finishes verse 19 by saying don't you realize that your body is the temple of the holy spirit he is the one who lives in you and it is given to you by god you do not belong to yourself anymore for god he has bought you with a high price so you must honor god with your body there are multiple things mentioned here one is our body second is our spirit third is god's holy spirit now let me explain what paul is saying first corinthians chapter 6 verse 17 the person who is joined to the lord is one spirit with him which means your spirit and god's holy spirit is now fused into becoming one and that is so because you are now joined together with the lord because of your salvation because of this new born again experience that you've had now you're one with god so your spirit and god's spirit is one now your body it has the function of hosting your spirit here on the earth that is why apostle paul says don't you realize that this body it is also hosting the holy spirit because now your spirit has become one with god's spirit and the spirit that is inside you right now it is the presence it is the very holy spirit himself so your body now becomes the active expression of god's spirit on the earth and that is why apostle paul says don't you realize that your body it is a part of christ your body is not aloof of jesus aloof of the body of christ it is in fact a member of christ you may think that you're independent but you're not 
you are the body of Christ. You are a, a member of the, the church. You are a member of the body of Christ. That is why you cannot misuse your body. That is why this body cannot go and become one with someone that Jesus cannot become one with. That is why this body cannot say yes to things that Jesus cannot say yes to. That is why this body cannot utter things or watch things or eat things or receive things that Jesus cannot watch or utter or receive. Today, we need to understand the reason we are consecrated is not because we want to go to heaven. The reason we are uh, pursuing holiness is not so that we can ultimately somehow because of our holiness we can experience salvation. No. The reason we pursue consecration, the reason we pursue holiness is because we are already saved. In fact, that scripture, 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 20, it finishes by mentioning that we do not belong to ourselves anymore. And we belong to God. And that is why we must honor God with our body. That is why we must live in such a way that we are one with Jesus. Bringing us back to the scripture that Apostle Paul wrote in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 13. But now you have been united with Christ Jesus. You've become one with him. Once upon a time, you were far away from God, but now you've been brought near to Him through the blood of Christ. You've been brought near to Him. There is a price that was paid because of which now you have nearness to God. Whether you like it or not, whether you see it or not, whether you understand it or not, you are way closer to Jesus today than you were before you got saved. You may be guilty of more sins today, but you are way more closer to Jesus today than you were back before you experienced Jesus. You were brought near by the blood of Jesus Christ. What you do with that nearness, how you respond to that nearness, how you acknowledge that nearness, how you host that nearness is up to you. You can either celebrate it, you can either embrace it with everything and continue to grow in that nearness, or you can take that nearness for granted. I thank God for a generation of Jesus lovers here on this stream that know their identity, that know who they are, that will not take this nearness for granted that know the price that Jesus had to pay to buy you this nearness, that know the, the fact that your body does not belong to you anymore and that you are one with Jesus himself, that will pay any price necessary to keep your bodies, to keep your hearts, to keep your minds, to keep your spirits consecrated and completely devoted to the Lord. Can we read this three scriptures together one more time as we conclude tonight's study? This is Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 11, 12 and 13. Don't forget that you Gentiles used to be outsiders. You were called uncircumcised heathens by the Jews. 
they were proud of their circumcision even though it affected only their bodies and not their hearts in those days you were living apart from Christ you were excluded from the citizenship among the people of Israel and you did not know the covenant promises that God has made to them you lived in this world without God and without hope but now you have been united with Christ Jesus once you were far away from God but now you've been brought near to him through the blood of Christ and all of God's people said aloud amen let's pray father we are so thankful for tonight we are so thankful for your word we are so thankful for how you reveal yourself to us we know that there are moments and there are those junctures in our life when we can't seem to understand all the plans that you have for us and yet give us the grace to trust in you lord give us the grace to walk with you give us the grace to still rely on you we acknowledge that there are times when we've been religious in trying to depend on our own religious pursuit of you but tonight we deny our self righteousness and we trust only and only in the work of the spirit in our hearts because true circumcision is the work of the holy spirit in our hearts we yield ourselves to that circumcising work of the holy spirit we thank you for a revelation of our citizenship in the commonwealth of israel we know that we are not orphans we know that we are not strangers or aliens we know that we are part of a culture a community a nation that is a kingdom of priests unto the lord that we are a holy nation a special generation of chosen people we thank you lord for this privilege we thank you for you have brought us near by your blood oh lord we can never fathom the depth of the sacrifice that you've had to pay so that we can experience this nearness give us the grace to never take this nearness to your presence for granted every time we have an opportunity to come together to pray every time we can host your presence in our homes in the church in our cities or nations help us that we will never take it for granted but that we would value your presence every second of our lives that we would we would give a greater value to your presence than our lives than our comfort than our sleep than our finances that we would always give a higher value to your presence daddy and we would be willing to pay any price required to host your presence we thank you lord for your dear children that are receiving and praying along with me from different parts of the world we love you together as one body of jesus in jesus mighty name we pray amen amen god bless you my dear family i am so excited we are going to receive great things from the lord in the days ahead let's look forward to receiving the next level the next grace this coming sunday come prepared build an altar ahead of the service and come with a hungry heart 
Do not waste this next three days. Continue to soak yourself in the presence of God and in the voice of God so that you are ready to receive the next level instruction from the heart of God. Until then, stay blessed and enjoy your dominion. Shalom.